You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, brought to you by Xmark Manufacturing. 30 years of pioneering spirit and innovation have resulted in legendary durability, all-day comfort, and unmatched cut quality. Go check them out at xmark.com. You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now, here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 362, entitled, Stay in Your Own Lane. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week, and of course, for the questions, the comments, and the feedback uh, that you guys have been sending through. I really do appreciate it. On that note, uh, I uh, wanted to mention as well as looking through my Instagram DMs and noticed uh, that there are uh, quite a few uh, questions and comments uh, that have been sent uh, to me that I haven't had a chance uh, to respond to yet this spring. Uh, so I want to apologize uh, for that as well as uh, some uh, of the YouTube comments as well uh, that I haven't been able to respond to Uh along with those uh, Instagram DMs. Uh, just a uh, you know, quick uh, explanation. Uh, this uh, spring here, uh, as I've talked about uh, with the weather and stuff, uh, so each of those uh, you know, days where I'm out there and I'm working and you know, grass has been uh, growing pretty crazily and it's, uh, whether it's raining or it's not raining, the grass has always been wet and uh, it's just taking a little bit longer to get through those days uh, and just don't have the time uh, that I've had uh, in uh, previous seasons. It's been, uh, like I said, one of the busiest seasons uh, that I've uh, had to uh, deal with, uh, sort of the adversity in the weather. Uh, and then that also uh, translates to sort of, uh, you know, that, um, you know, I've t- had cameras out there with me and stuff like that and just don't have the time uh, to even uh, film anything because it's either, you know, raining or uh, when it's wet and stuff, you're just playing catch up and, and yeah, it just hasn't worked out. But uh, as things are starting, I'm starting to see light at the end of that tunnel. I've been starting to uh, get back into uh, responding to uh, YouTube uh, comments again and uh, getting into the back sort of archives there of uh, the Instagram DMs and trying to uh, respond to people who have sent me uh, DMs uh, that I haven't uh, had a chance to respond to. And uh, we'll uh, hopefully uh, be able to uh, film some more videos on a more regular basis as well uh, to, uh, you know, kind of uh, do that uh, sort of uh, three uh, uh, fold uh, version of uh, the content that I'm used to doing with Instagram, uh, YouTube and the podcast. Uh, so just bear with me, uh, like I said, seeing light at the end of the tunnel as, uh, you know, the weather still is strange, but, uh, you know, the growth, I can kind of see it starting to slow a little bit. Um, it's still, uh, still pretty crazy, but uh, it's, it's, uh, I just don't know what to tell you guys in terms of that. It's, it's hard to, I know I've talked about it each and every week here, uh, but it's just, it's just mind uh, boggling to me how different this season is compared to the previous 17 uh, that uh, or previous 16 because this is the 17th season that I've been doing uh, this lawn care uh, business but uh, yeah and you know I've been through uh, all sorts of different uh, scenarios and different uh, you know from uh, doing lawn care kind of on the side uh, while I had other job, um, then, you know, buying a franchise and and doing lawn care full-time under a franchise and then going out on my own, building my own brand uh, as I have the last, uh, probably what's about 12 years or so of that, uh, of that, uh, you know, phase of my lawn care uh, sort of career. And uh, yeah, just this, the weather this year uh, in the last, uh, and not just this year, 2022, but uh, say like the previous 365 days has been just the craziest uh, that I have ever uh, experienced. Uh, 
in things. So it's it's affected a lot of things. Uh, and uh, yeah, so hopefully uh, you guys will see uh, some more uh, of that uh, content coming out uh, in the video uh, side of things. I've been trying to do some videos, but it's been like uh, one a month sort of thing. Uh, just uh, here in uh, 2022 so far, it hasn't been too many videos I've put out, maybe three or four. Uh, but hopefully that'll uh, start to ramp up uh, soon. And uh, again, with the comments and the questions and stuff like that, uh, hopefully I can get uh, more into that, uh, not only with the weather, uh, but uh, also just family going on uh, uh, just so many different family events, some bad, uh, as I've talked about previous to sort of the beginning of the year to, uh, you know, uh, other ones that are uh, happier, but uh, still just uh, commitments uh, with kids and sports and, and things like that uh, with spring seasons and things taking off and, and all that sort of stuff. So uh, not going to ramble on too much about that, but I just wanted to throw it out there because uh, I did, uh, like I said, uh, you know, go through um, Instagram and I went to sort of like the the DM uh, requests and stuff like that and of people that you know try to send a message and look at it and it's like, wow, like there's a, a whole bunch here that I got to uh, still get through and then uh, YouTube, uh, the same sort of uh, comments that I've, uh, uh, you know, been st- trying to get to uh, all the comments but there's still a bunch that I haven't uh, quite gotten through and I and you know obviously uh, I appreciate uh, you guys taking the time out to send me messages or or ask me questions or um you know that sort of thing so you know, I want to get back to uh, each and every one of you as I have over the past, you know, six or or seven years now uh, that I've been doing this. Um, you know, it's one of the things I kind of pride myself on is uh, getting back uh, and uh, replying to people on comments and stuff like that. And uh, so, you know, I'm going to try to get back into that uh, and uh, try to play catch up uh, as best I can. Uh, so just bear with me uh, as, uh, you know, obviously uh, the grass waits for no one. Uh, so uh, that has to come first, have to uh, take care of uh, my customers first, and then uh, can uh, continue on uh, with, uh, you know, all the content uh, creation uh, once uh, all of uh, the actual lawn care business stuff is uh, taken care of. So uh, this week, I wanted to chat about uh, staying in your own lane. What I mean by that is essentially not getting too carried away with uh, the myriad of different services and things that you can offer as a landscaper. Of course, you know, uh, in this sort of green industry, there's just so many things that you can be uh, doing and offering, um, you know, I've talked about uh, a lot of times how there's, you know, acres of diamonds everywhere. And that is true. There is so much work out there. Um, but, you know, I want to talk about sort of that flip side of that, of why you may want to, uh, you know, uh, sort of play to your strengths and not be afraid to turn down work uh, if it's stuff that, you know, doesn't play to those strengths. So uh, before I get into that, uh, I'll just play this week's podcast uh, sponsor, and then uh, we can get into uh, the episode in its entirety. So uh, stay tuned. Summer showers, dust that chokes, acres that just won't end. Exmark knows the job of a landscape professional isn't an easy one. That's why we've crafted a legendary line of mowers built to overcome any obstacle. So you're ready to close the deal and finish the job, like you always do. Cut from the same red metal as your Exmark mower, you aren't just good at this. You were built for this. Okay, so uh, thanks again to, to Xmark uh, for uh, their continued support in sponsoring the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Couldn't ask for a better uh, partnership uh, and company to uh, team up with. And, uh, you know, just want to take a moment here and just thank them uh, because it really does uh, help me uh, be able to uh, bring you guys uh, this content and the videos and all that sort of stuff week after week, uh, year after year. So I really do appreciate uh, Xmark's support. Uh, and if you're in, um, you know, the market, uh, 
looking for a mower, starting your lawn care business, I would definitely uh, say to uh, give Xmark uh, a look, uh, see if they've got uh, some dealers near you and go check out uh, what they have uh, on offer. So, as I was saying uh, previously, uh, staying in your own lane, and this is something that I have learned, uh, and I talked about how, you know, when I started in that franchise business, one of the things that that uh, sort of like franchisor would always say, uh, he would always quote that famous quote, and I think it's a quote by Jim Rohn, that is the acres of diamonds everywhere, that there are literally, uh, there is literally work everywhere if you are willing to do it, if you're willing to work uh, different jobs. And I've talked about this, and this is a fantastic approach when you're first starting up, and you're on that teeter-totter that I always talk about that, you know, when you first start up, you've got less clients and you have more time. And then as your business develops, you start to have less time uh, but uh, and you have uh, more clients. So you start to you know focus d- down and you're not so much uh, looking for new clients uh, as your you know your business gets established because a lot of your clients uh, you'll have year after year after year hopefully they are uh, you know you're treating them well and you're doing good work and and they become you know reoccurring clients year after year so you know in that beginning stage there is all of that work but even if you're not doing things like uh you know pressure washing or christmas lights or snow removal or things like that and you just want to focus in on sort of the, the green stuff there's still a ton of different uh jobs that you can be doing like um for example obviously grass cutting is the first thing then there's uh, you know aerations there's power raking there's uh top dressing there is, uh, you know, fertilizer services or applications of, uh, you know, uh, herbicides like weed killers and things like that. There is uh, compost tea. There is there, just on the lawn side of it. There's a whole bunch of stuff. But then you add in like the hedge trimming and the. Um, uh, mulch installations and tree pruning, uh, you know, uh, then you can get into uh, the hardscape side of things, uh, building, um, you know, backyard transformations and garden cleanups. And, you know, the list goes on and on and on. And it's very easy uh, to get... Um, almost like stuck in a trap uh, when you are uh, just starting out and customers are asking you for certain things uh, because they inevitably will. They will ask you because they assume that because you are the lawn care guy, you are a gardener, uh, that you are a landscaper, that you must be able to do uh, certain things. And it's Uh, very easy to, you know, at first get into that trap of, of accepting and quoting on jobs that you really have no business to be doing, uh, that you have no experience uh, doing and, you know, probably shouldn't be doing, as well as uh, jobs that, you know, potentially don't uh, suit your, uh, you know, your own strengths, your own personality and stuff like that. And I'll give you uh, a prime example uh, with this, uh, with myself. Um, I've talked about, you know, lots of times, uh, my very, very short attention span. So for me, my attention span is one of those things uh, that I've had to, um, you know, struggle with, um, you know, as as long as uh, as I can remember, uh, from being a kid to um, you know uh, till now, till adulthood, and you know I've talked about how you know even um, you know having trouble in school and stuff like that when I was younger with teachers and you know not doing homework and stuff like that because it just didn't interest me the subject that they were talking about, and it it all comes down to that attention span that it was just like you know. If it doesn't, if the subject doesn't interest me, then it's something that really uh, doesn't suit me. Like I can't, it's like I'd rather be in 
you know, a dentist office having, you know, cavities filled than to be doing something uh, that I don't, you know, have any interest uh, having to do. So, but on the opposite side of that, if it's something that does interest me, then I can, um, you know, take, you know, uh, hours and hours researching, like, for example, this podcast and things like that. When, you know, I first started this podcast, I was absolutely interested in podcasts. I listened to podcasts. It was something I uh, thought about doing for quite a long time. And back when I started a podcast, it wasn't as simple as, as it is today to record a podcast and just kind of upload it to, you know, a myriad of different sites that are available now that will host your podcast. There was a whole bunch of moving pieces, a whole bunch of things that had to be set in place to even be able to get your podcast out there because there wasn't these one sort of quick stop sites and stuff. You had to do like all these different parts and pieces and link them all together to get them to work for people to even be able to, you know, listen to your podcast. And, you know, it was a lot of hours of researching, a lot of trial and error, a lot of things to figure out, you know, going back, um, you know, to 2005 when I started. And, you know, but I was so interested in it that I consumed hours and hours of content to learn uh, how to do it, to learn how to put together. Now, like I said, fast forward to, you know, 2022, and it's so easy to record a podcast. It's so easy. There's, you know, equipment uh, specifically made like the, the Rodecaster Pro and things like that, specifically for recording podcasts uh, that make uh, things like doing um, phone interviews and stuff so simple, where before there was such a learning curve to make that possible um, that it, you know, it would take a ton of research, a ton of uh, trial and error to get that sort of stuff to work. But my case or my uh, my point being that, you know, if it's something that interests me, then I, um, you know, can excel on that. If I, if it's something that works or uh, plays off of my short attention span, um, then I excel at that, uh, you know, case in point with lawn mowing. So <clears throat> one of the reasons I love doing residential lawn mowing is because it plays perfectly well with that short attention span. Um, because I can do a bunch of houses in a day versus doing, say, a commercial property. The times that I have done commercial properties, when I, you know, a lot of it was more uh, when I was with a franchise and stuff like that, when I was first getting started uh, and, uh, you know, taking on a lot of those types of customers as well, I hated it. I, you know, and, I would never not do a good job. I've talked about, you know, some of my experiences with commercial properties where, you know, I'd be there from, you know, first thing uh, in the morning when they're opening to uh, being, you know, they're going home for the day and I'm still there working and them commenting like you're still here. So it wasn't a lack of, um, you know, uh, not doing a good job or things like that, because I would always obviously, you know, put my best foot forward and, and do the best work I could. But it wasn't enjoyable when I was there doing it. And a lot of it comes down to just that uh, attention span doing it. Uh, It was just too long. It just doesn't work with how I am or how I'm built. However, that came about, Uh, you know, um, and again, I, you know, I don't know or can't really trace where that started because when I think back to my uh, childhood and things like that, Again, it was spent, um, you know, hours and hours of it, uh, of my childhood growing up from, you know, right from grade one, grade two, all those things. I was, you know, um, enamored with technology, with computers and stuff like that. And, you know, I would hang out in the computer lab in class right from a young age and, you know, I I had uh, a paper route and things like that. I saved like birthday money and things to buy my first computer. And when I got my first computer, a Commodore sixty four, 
Um, you know, I didn't even have the money. I had to buy it in pieces. Uh, and back then, that's how it was. You know, you bought, you know, the, the computer was like with the keyboard. It was like built into one unit. And then, you know, uh, you had to get like a monitor separately. And, and back then, you could also hook up a TV to uh, the keyboard and use the TV as a monitor and uh, a disk drive. Uh, there was no hard drives on computers back then. It was floppy disk drives. Uh, and, uh, you know, that was a separate purchase as well. So I had uh, the computer first uh, initially and tried to use it with the TV, and that was kind of hit or miss. And then, you know, I saved up and got the monitor second, but I had no floppy drive. So the only thing I could do with the, this computer was, uh, you know, when you turned it on, all it had was a, a programming language called BASIC. So it was just basically you turn this thing on, and literally it would just go through like a self-check, and then it would just have this cursor blinking at you. And that's all it did. That's that's the entirety of the computer. It just had this cursor that was just like blinking. And from there, you know, if you had a disk drive, then you can put in a floppy disk and tell it to, you know, load um, or bring up a list of, you know, what's on that disk. Uh, or you could start programming it to do stuff. Uh, and I remember um, in school, they had these, um, you know, what they called the scholastic book orders, where, you know, they'd have like a list of uh, books and stuff that you could buy. Uh, and they would do like this book order uh, for the classroom. And, you know, you could get your parent or something to like order a book for you. And they would just send in, you know, send in a few bucks, <clears throat> whatever the book cost uh, to your teacher and, and check it off on this sort of list. And then they would order this book for you. So I would always get these uh, programming books uh, for that Commodore 64. It was like programming in basic. And it was just these books filled with different things that you could do to program that computer. So, and and they were like very goofy programs, like... Uh, like I remember one of them was like literally, uh, you know, you would type all these lines of code, you know, uh, character for character, It'd take hours copying this, this program, uh, and you couldn't turn the computer off. You couldn't even save it, uh, because I didn't have a floppy drive. So it was like, you know, you'd program it and then, you know, I'd have to leave the computer running for as long as I want to use this program. I couldn't do anything else with the computer while the program is running. And then once I turned it off, it, you know, all was lost. And the programs would do, they were just goofy things. Like it would be like, um, you know, simple programs that like, uh, you know, if you typed in, like after you type in all this code, if you typed in uh, a year, um, like it would ask you when your birthday is, you would, you would type in your birthday and then it would ask you, you know, what year you want to know. <clears throat> and then you type in a year and it would tell you what day of the week your birthday was on. Like that was the program. That was it. That's all it did was like, it was like, what day of the week do you want to, or what year do you want to know what day of the week your birthday was on that year? And you would type it in and it would say your birthday in, you know, 1982 was on a Friday or whatever the case may be, right? It was just, it was programs like that, very simple uh, programs that were, a lot of it was like text-based uh, type programs. Some of them were little character things that would happen on the screen, or the screen would change colors, or things like that. But it was all very simple stuff, and, and like I said, it would just take uh, hours upon hours to program. But my point with that being is that, you know, looking back at where my short attention span came from, it certainly didn't come from that. Um, because I would spend hours and hours. I was, you know, consumed with that. My strength was, you know, that technology, my, my, uh, appetite for learning things that I am interested in, even to this day, uh, you know, with my latest sort of, uh, thing that I'm kind of, you know, consumed with is like battery powered, uh, tools and electric cars and things like that. I am, you know, completely uh, have a ferocious appetite for learning in that uh, and uh, consume a lot of uh, information on that, uh, those subjects. And, you know, so I think back and it's like, man, like, it's interesting that your, your, um, my attention span is so short, uh, for certain things, but just things that I wasn't interested in, things that I didn't deem, uh, necessary. And I, I, 
saw how that translated as well uh, through my work life when it came to running the lawn care business and, you know, doing things like weeding, for example, I absolutely despise weeding. I have done it. I, you know, when customers ask me uh, in the past, I have done it. Um, and to this day, if it's a customer who is a good lawn care customer and they have a, a, you know, a section of garden that they want weeded or something like that, I will do it, <clears throat> but I don't enjoy it. I, and it depends on um, the actual job. So when I say I'll do it, it depends on the customer. <clears throat> so if it's a client's property, like one of these um, shoebox homes or postage stamp type properties, and they want their gardens weeded, then I know it's tiny. It's a tiny little garden. It's not going to take me very long. So I can <clears throat> tackle that and, you know, uh, turn it into a, you know, a nice little job where it's weeding the garden and then, you know, I'll upsell the mulch and all that sort of stuff and do that. And it's a nice little transformation and it works with that sort of, um, you know, uh, thing that I have to work with, which is that short attention span. But, I've, you know, I've had I've had customers in the past that have larger properties and, you know, they want a whole bunch of stuff done, like a whole bunch of weeding stuff done. And with those, you know, in the first few years and stuff like that, I would take them on. Now I don't. Now I'm like, no, nope, sorry, I don't do I don't do that um, because I just can't deal with that. That is you know, just something that personally I can't deal with. A lot of people love to do that sort of stuff. They So you play off of what it is you're good at and <clears throat> don't be afraid to say no to the types of work or types of jobs that just don't suit your personality, that maybe don't work with some of those things like me. Um you know, I mean, it's hard to say. Like, I even, <clears throat> I think I've even said sometimes that I'm ADD and stuff like that. But it's like, you know, when you think about the fact that I can spend hours and hours and hours, um, you know, on things that do interest me, I don't know if that qualifies as ADD. I don't know if ADD, you know, attention deficit disorder would apply to, you know, everything, like, regardless of whether you, um, you know, like the subject or you don't like the subject that you just can't deal with long term spending time on this, you know, the same task over and over again. Um, or if it's just, you know, for me, if it's just means something different, it's just I just can't deal with doing stuff that I don't enjoy. Um, so, you know, unfortunately, when it comes to lawn care and landscaping, a lot of your customers are going to expect that uh, you do all sorts of stuff. And in the beginning, like I said, I did a lot of that stuff. I did a lot of that, you know, the pressure washing, the gutter cleaning, um, you know, the weeding of the gardens, all that sort of stuff. <clears throat> and as, you know, the years have gone by, I've really honed uh, that sort of list of services down. Uh, even from when I started the franchise, uh, or start, not started the franchise, but when I left the franchise and went on my own, uh, you know, if you look at my trailer today, uh, there's a list of services on the side doors of the trailer that to say things like, you know, garden cleanups and odd jobs and rubbish removal and, um, you know, weeding and all that sort of stuff, Christmas lights, all the sorts of things, snow removal, and, you know, I probably only do about four or five things that are on that list of maybe 15 things that are on the trailer uh, anymore. Uh, so it's kind of funny because it's on the trailer. It's all, you know, but it's all lettered up and stuff, right? So it was like, I'm not going to start peeling off lines and stuff like that because it's going to look goofy. Um, you know, I just, you know, I change that list now. It's just on the website where, you know, services that uh, are provided are on that website. The trailer, you know, it stays with that list and stuff. And occasionally I get asked, uh, you know, if I do this or do that. And I say, no, unfortunately, I don't do that anymore uh, or whatever the case may be. But a lot of that has to do with, again, that, um, you know, having 
less time and more customers. But a lot of it as well is just, um, you know, playing to my strengths of, you know, I enjoy, you know, playing to my strengths or my weaknesses, I guess you could say. Um, You know, I, like I said, that short attention span, uh, some would say is a weakness. It's something that hampers me uh, because, you know, I can't deal with doing those types of jobs. But it's also, I would say, a strength because instead of looking at it as a negative, I can look at it as a positive and go, you know what, I can focus, I can find that, you know, I do what I do enjoy is these other types of jobs, these, you know, the lawn residential lawn mowing, I really like because I can do more properties uh, in a day than staying at one property all day, which, you know, doesn't work for me in my attention span, but doing multiple properties works for me. Um, Personally, for me, um, I think it's a strength because uh, i make more money uh, in a day doing residential properties than I would uh, if I sat at a, uh, you know, a commercial property all day. Uh, It works for me because it's always changing things up. I work for an hour, uh, you know, at the most on a property, hour and a half, I think is the longest one uh, that I'm on a property for. And then I'm off to the next one. There's a change of pace. I'm in the truck, I'm driving to the next uh, spot. Uh, And it's, constantly uh, changing throughout the day, even though it's not constantly changing because it's a repetitive thing each week with the same houses and the same properties and the same lists and stuff that, you know, so much so that I don't even need to uh, print out schedules or anything like that. Um, Like I used to when I first started, I had to print out the list each day because it was always changing. It was always, you know, uh, you know, different jobs. Now it's become you know, somewhat repetitive in that uh, um, point. But for me, that's a strength for me, something that I like. I like doing those same properties. I like um, having that uh, schedule where I know where I'm going, um, what to expect each week, but still having you know, it's those short bits of work. It's that, you know, going to each property, uh, you know, and uh, doing just, you know, the mowing here, doing the edging, doing, you know, the the best that I can on those small properties really is something that um, I have really liked uh, over the years. And, you know, I, uh, over the years, have uh, honed in more and more uh, to targeting those types of properties uh, because they're just the ones that I enjoy. I like that sort of quick, short uh, burst of work of mowing a lawn, of doing, you know, nice crisp edges and all that sort of stuff on that sort of smaller scale then, uh, and then moving on to the next one and doing it all over again, getting that instant satisfaction of a job well done uh, versus, you know, spending uh, a lot of time on one single property uh, and uh, having uh, to deal with all the aspects uh, of that particular property. So, you know, with that, I've learned, you know, some of those things. I just just don't want to do them anymore. The other thing, too, is that I like the predictability of knowing my costs, uh, so it just makes it so much easier for things like um, quoting uh, similar jobs, of course. Uh, so, you know, if, if you're out there mowing uh, all the time and then somebody throws in a, you know, how much to pressure wash uh, a driveway or something like that, then it kind of throws a monkey wrench in your day, right? It's like, well, okay, now I got to figure out you know, how much I'm going to quote for this, how long it's going to take me. And it's okay if you're doing a bunch of them, it gets repetitive and you get to sort of, you know, understand those costs and all that sort of stuff. And I'm just using, you know, pressure washing as an example, but you throw in any sort of other job that's something that you're not used to. Uh, you know, especially if you get into sort of construction, the landscape sort of, uh, you know, hardscape and all that sort of stuff that can be uh, highly profitable, but it can also be um, something that can take a long time uh, to figure out, um, you know, labor costs and stuff like that, especially if you haven't done that stuff and you're learning, um, you know, it can be uh, quite difficult. It can also, 
you know, those side projects and stuff that I used to uh, take on also would throw a hamper uh, on the rest of the week because, you know, those lawn mowing jobs don't uh, don't just, you know, stop growing because you're, you know, doing some other job and those customers rely on you. They expect that predictability that you're going to be there each and every week to mow your lawn or whatever schedule that you're setting with them. Uh, so I remember times where I was like, okay, well, I'm doing, you know, a bunch of top dressing jobs and stuff like that. And then, you know, I'd have like one top dressing job left. So I go to get soil and now I've got way too much soil because they sell it by the yard or whatever. And I didn't need a yard. So they, you know, now I've got a whole bunch of soil. And it's like, what am I going to do with this? You know, I do the, the one job. I've got lawns to mow. I can't just leave the soil uh, in the trailer. So and then I'm ending up having to, you know, dump the soil on my driveway and put a tarp and stuff to try to cover it up from the rain. And then, you know, then I got to figure out what to do with the soil. If it's like for another job that I just can't get to uh, for a few days and stuff, then that means now I'm having to shovel that soil back into the trailer when I do need it. I'm trying to figure out how to, uh, I remember uh, at one point it was like, you know, I needed to, I still needed to obviously park the truck and trailer um, on the driveway. So I had to like uh, spread out the soil uh, in, instead of like on a pile, I had to like kind of put it in a pile, but kind of make it uh, like a long, shallow uh, pile uh, so that I would fit between the wheels of the trailer as I backed the trailer in. uh, And it was low enough that I could, it would clear, the trailer would clear the pile uh, as I think I had, uh, you know, I couldn't get to uh, using the rest of that soil for, I think it was a couple weeks. So I had this pile of soil kind of spread out uh, just long enough and thin enough so that uh, the truck and trailer, uh, I could back up over it and it was kind of like sitting underneath uh, uh, the truck and trailer. Uh, so stuff like that kind of throws, you know, a hamper into, um, you know, the rest of your schedule and things like that. So I started to really hone in on the types of jobs that I like doing, the types of jobs that fit, um you know, my personality, and that means uh, those residential, you know, uh, landscaping type uh, jobs. Now, when I think of other people, um, you know, you can use this to your strength as well. If you do enjoy doing a certain amount or a certain type of job, think about all of the uh, guys out there that you hear about that are just sort of like mow and blow type guys, right? Guys that just want to do just grass cutting, that they don't care for uh, even doing uh, fertilizer applications. They don't want to do aerations. They don't want to do anything like that. Well, there's a a market there that you could, especially if you're in a saturated uh, lawn care market, you know, I hear all the time people saying how there's just so many, you know, lawn care companies out there. There's so many, so much competition out there. Well, There is, uh, but there's also a lot of opportunities out there if you uh, are able to focus in on certain tasks that those other guys don't want to do. Um, you know, for me, uh, I, you know, my, my niche sort of is, uh, doing the weekly mowing, uh, you know, the edging, all that sort of stuff, but then also the aerations and the fertilizers kind of focusing myself on just the lawn aspects is what I've kind of honed my company to over the years, uh, to where it is now. And I, and I say no now to, uh, all of those other types of jobs that don't fit, uh, that, uh, you know, that sort of, um, idea of what it is that I want to be able to provide. Now, like I said, there's other guys there. So that, that leaves a bunch of opportunity out there, right? If you're into, um, I think of somebody like Keith Kalfas, who, you know, doesn't really do the mowing, um, you know, has always been about the trees uh, and all that sort of stuff and, and pruning and, and, and hedge trimming and all that sort of uh, um, things. And, you know, he's found his niche. He's doing something that a lot of lawn guys don't want to do. And it gives him the opportunity to work with lawn guys that, uh, you know, uh, don't maybe do um, the tree prunings and all that sort of stuff. And they can, you know, refer work to each other. So, you know, he gets this constant stream of work and gets to do that.
that. So, you know, it can work um, to your benefit. When there's things like, say, uh, aerations, for example, a lot of guys don't want to get into doing aerations. And, you know, I think of somebody uh, who I interviewed very early on years ago, I don't even believe they're in the lawn game anymore, um, was Matt LaMarche. Um, And he started uh, a company called Atlanta Aerations. And that's all he focused on. He had a lawn care company, I believe. Uh, but he also had the sort of another side company that he was doing that was, uh, just Atlanta aerations. That's all they did was just aeration. So he was kind of, you know, spinning off of that, knowing that there's so many guys around him that don't want to do the aeration. So, you know, you stay in your own lane, you pick something and I found that you can be not only more profitable uh, with that, uh, like with me, you know, um, the mowings, it's the small properties, the residential properties. Um, you know, I've done videos on this before as well on, um, you know, how I think uh, small lawns are the most profitable uh, if you can get into them, if you have the opportunity to service small uh, lawns in your lawn care business versus doing large lawns. Uh, because, um, you know, you can charge more, uh, for a small lawn, uh, for the size of that lawn versus a large, uh, property. Because once you get to sort of that, uh, say for example, one acre size, there's only so much you can charge per acre after that. And it's literally, um, from what I've heard from people, from the sort of examples that I've heard, it's, you know, you're talking the price per acre is minuscule compared to what I can mow a tiny little property for. Uh, and at the end of the day, doing multiples of that, it's just so much more profitable. Then you add in the fact that the equipment to service small properties is way more affordable, you know, um, even commercial equipment and stuff, you know, for how many years before, uh, you know, I got into, you know, bigger mowers and stuff like that. And even when I had bigger mowers and stuff, uh, you know, experimenting with some of the, uh, you know, like when I had the Walker and things like that, you know, this is like back in the early days, getting my start 90% of my work, I was using a 21 inch push mower with that was 90% of my income was with a push mower. Now you think about that and it's like the investment, uh, you know, put aside, you know, that I was with a franchise and stuff like that. And obviously there was an investment to that. But if I had started my own brand right from the beginning and done, you know, that type of work, it's, it was so much more profitable than having to put a bunch of money. Like I learned uh, in buying that Walker early on was that that Walker was, you know, 14 times the price back in 2017. And it sat on the trailer 90% of the time because I was still having to use um, you know, that, uh, 21 inch commercial mower. So finding that sort of, uh, niche that you want to work in that, that works with your strengths of what you can do, whether it's, you know, you enjoy doing, um, you know, just the lawn mowing part of it, or you, um, want to do just aerations, or you want to do, you know, uh, tree pruning, um, you know, there is something to be said for honing in on that uh, and finding that one thing that you are you can excel at and keeping in that lane and becoming um, you know the best you can be at that. Um, you know, there's uh, a customer uh, that I recently picked up. Uh, for mowing and uh they there's a there's another uh house across the street that gets their their lawn mower. I'm trying to be um uh, you know I don't want to use people's names and stuff like that but there's another company that mows a lawn across the street and apparently my customer um got this other customer um or got this other uh lawn care company to do uh set up with these other uh, clients and stuff i'm not sure the exact story but um this is uh, what he told me and but when it came to mow his own lawn he wasn't impressed with that other company 
So he wanted uh, to try somebody different. So he hired me and he's been over the moon with uh, the work that I do. And when you look at the difference in the mowing um, and the equipment that's used and, you know, sort of the devils in the details and stuff like that. And, you know, you look at it and uh, we mow very similar on the, like the days uh, from what it looks like. Cause when I get there, it looks like the other one has been mowed uh, by the other company. And it's like, um, it's night and day, like the difference. It looks so my lawn, the lawn that I'm doing looks so much nicer. Um, and the customer's always commenting on that as well. He's always saying like, it's like your, the job you do is so much nicer than what they're doing over there. Um, uh, so it, it's just one of those things, right? It's like playing to your strength, right? So my strength is that, is that that's what I enjoy. So I take pride in those, doing those small lawns. I take pride in doing that edging and the straight stripes and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, at the end of the day, it shows um, with that, right? And I enjoy it. Uh, the customer then, you know, enjoys it because they're getting the best of me. They're getting um, the type of, they're getting the results of the type of work that I enjoy providing, that I enjoy doing each and every week. I always joke around that, you know, if you, you with customers too, right? Because they see me and I'll take pictures and I'll say, you know, I'm, you know, I take a picture and stuff. I'm always taking pictures of your property because, you know, I like uh, the result, even though it's the same property each and every week that I'm, you know, doing, I'm still taking a picture of each and every week because you have pride in that. And I always joke that, you know, if your lawn care guy is not taking photos of your property each and every week, you've got the wrong lawn care guy. Uh, so it's one of those things, right? Taking pride in that work, finding that type of work that plays to your strengths, that you enjoy doing, that works with your personality, whatever the case may be, you know, maybe it's something in a niche market, like just doing aerations or just doing tree pruning or whatever the, the case may be that you can play off of. Maybe it's just doing residential properties like me uh, and just focusing in on, you know, mainly lawns. Now, I do do other stuff, um, hedge trimming, um, some very light tree pruning, not for big trees, just like small tree pr- trees that I don't need to have ladders or anything for. I don't do much or if any ladder work anymore. Um, I've just, you know, really, uh, pared it down to just a certain, uh, set of things. I only do those extra jobs now for regular clients. I don't take on work for clients that are not, you know, they're calling me and they don't have me as the like weekly lawn mowing. Somebody's like, Hey, can I hire you to uh, trim my hedges? I don't do that. I only do hedges for my own regular clients. So, you know, sort of, um, again, because it, it works for me, it works for how I've built my business. It works for, um, you know, how I can, uh, make the business best, uh, work for me and be the most profitable, uh, there's plenty of guys, there's plenty of competition out there that, uh, you know, those um, one-off jobs and stuff can find to do that sort of stuff. But I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in um, the types of work that I enjoy and the types of clients that I enjoy working for. And so I focus uh, in on that. Look at another example, a great example, uh, Paul Camara, uh, who I've had uh, on the podcast uh, numerous times. And, uh, you know, he you know, his whole lawn care business, he's got uh, multiple dump trucks, he's got uh, employees, and he literally has 20 clients. That is it. 20 full-time, full-service properties is what he does. That's what, uh, that's his niche, is just those high-end properties. Those are the jobs he enjoys. He wouldn't enjoy doing uh, you know, tall grass jobs or, you know, uh, one-off cuts or things like that, that has, he has no interest in that. He has, he loves seeing properties, uh, from beginning to end taking, and he'll take on a property, a customer, if it's like a long-term thing that the customer is looking for, like maybe it's a new uh, property and they want like a full design and install and stuff like that. And then he is then, taking care of that landscape for years and years and years afterwards and seeing that whole garden, that whole design that he came up with uh, mature 
and sort of, you know, uh, get to its, uh, you know, prime, uh, sort of what he had pictured it would look like in the future. Uh, so there's a lot of, you know, different um, things that you can do, different niches that you can uh, play along with and uh, just work with, uh, uh, you know, work with your strengths uh, that you have uh, in your own, um, uh, you know, and, and, and not deal with... Uh, or work with your weaknesses, I should say, in a positive way. So, uh, yeah, I would uh, definitely, like I say, um, think about that as you're developing. Again, when you're starting out your lawn care business, it can be difficult uh, because obviously you want uh, to establish yourself. You want to get as much experience. And there's something to be said about that because, you know, you can't just say no to, you know, all those acres of diamonds everywhere because you don't know when you're starting out, if you will discover a certain type of job, if you don't try doing that out, doing those types of jobs. So, you know, I encourage you if you're starting a business to, you know, yes, take on all those different jobs, especially when you don't have a lot of customers to fill the day and all that sort of stuff. Take on as much of those different types of jobs. Um, the rubbish removals, the pressure washing, the different types of lawn mowing from one-off jobs to tall grass jobs to whatever the case may be. And, you know, just get your uh, foot in all those types of things because that experience is going to let you know what you enjoy doing. Maybe you'll find out that you love doing like topiary hedge trimming or something like that. And that is your niche and that you're really good at it and that you enjoy it and that you could spend hours doing it and that there's a huge market for it. Uh, you know, a specialty market for it that you could make a really good income doing just that. Uh, so, you know, dip your toes in the water, figure out, take on all those uh, types of jobs uh, when you're first starting your lawn care business, but then start to weed out those jobs right away that you don't enjoy, that you know right away that you don't enjoy. For me, it's like garden weeding and stuff like that. It was like one of the first things, like, I can't do with it. I can't do this. I can't handle this. This does nothing for me. It it uh, completely... Um, you know, it drives me bonkers being here doing this sort of thing. So, you know, I'm not taking on these types of, you know, jobs anymore. Then it was things like gutter cleaning and things like that, that equally was like, I just can't do this. I just don't enjoy doing this type of work. Uh, and slowly start to weed out those things and start to focus in on those uh, types of jobs that you really do excel at and you really do uh, enjoy and try to build a niche or a market around that. And I think, uh, you know, you'll see that uh, uh, you'll start to uh, develop something that can really set yourself apart uh, from your competition. So uh, that's it for this one, guys. Here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now. <laughs>